You're listening to the Farmyard Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Farmyard. It's a movement, have you heard? And our Patreon supporters. Episode 23, Food Waste and Red Wigglers with host Linda Borgie. Hello, everyone. How are you? Linda Borgie here from Farmyard. It's a movement, have you heard? Well... Today, on this very podcast, I would like to talk about waste. Waste, waste, waste. I come from an intimate relationship with waste. I am the oldest of eight in an Italian family. My uncle, Mike, lived upstairs, and he had five children, and we were eight, and we were downstairs. So there were 13 children under one roof. And my Uncle Mike, who lived upstairs, was my godfather, and he was also a Bergen County, New Jersey health official for 30 years. So when I tell you I was knee-high to a grasshopper and walking into my Uncle Mike's house having some garbage, some waste that I needed to throw away, there was this line of garbage pails. Aluminum cans went in this one. Glass went in this one. Paper went in this one. Cardboard went in this one. And God forbid you put put whatever you had in your hand in the wrong garbage pail because he'd give you a whack across the back of the head really quick. And maybe I was seven years old when I learned how to fold a pizza box into a six-inch square. Waste. Nothing was wasted. Now, I'm 62 years old, and if we fast forward to today, 50% of all the food grown is wasted. Now, there are many different reasons. Well, not many, many. There are a few reasons why that is happening. And I have an opinion on a couple of them. The first thing I believe is because we're not growing our own food, we really have no relationship with it. You know, all our food is grown by somebody else and all we have to do is cook it. Maybe not even that, right? So we don't have a relationship with something that we're not growing ourselves. Because I guarantee you, if you grew a three-foot-by-three-foot plot of lettuce, mixed greens, right? And then you brought them into your house, number one, they're going to last a lot longer, so they're not going to turn into waste as quickly as something that's coming from sometimes another part of the, the globe, for God's sake. That's one thing. The second thing is you're now going to have a relationship with that lettuce because you dug a little plot, you prepared it, you got it already, got everything there that it needed to grow successfully, right? And then you took these seeds and you put them in the crux of your hand. And you should look at them. They're tiny. Lettuce seeds are teener wiener seeds, you know? How does it go from that to arugula? Then you'll, you'll plant it and then you'll watch it grow. Now you have a relationship with it. Anything that you have a relationship with, positive relationship with, you're less likely 
to kick to the curb, right? That's number one. Number two, we're throwing, first of all, we're taking this food. We're taking the food that we're throwing away and in areas that don't have composting, you know, procedures in their city, like the city of Orlando, you could call the city and they'll give you a bucket. You put your compostable waste in there and they come pick it up, get a load of that. City of Orlando. If you don't have that in your city, right, you're likely putting it right in the garbage and then it's going to the landfill. And that's really making big holes in the ozone. All that garbage, because anything that goes to the landfill is really garbage, what we consider garbage. So that's my rant on throwing food in the garbage. It drives me crazy. Now, what is a solution? I never, I never, uh, come up with, um, you know, these problems and don't give you some type of a solution. So there's lots of different areas of waste, right? There's waste insofar as food is concerned. There's cardboard and there's paper, right? Okay. All these three things can be taken care of by two pounds of red wiggler worms. Yep. That would be about 2,000 red wiggler worms. I myself started with a 1,000 because I'm a single person and I don't you know, generate that much waste from my kitchen, from the food that I'm eating. But I do have some. So I started with a a thousand red wiggler worms, and I think it cost me $30, $35 about a year ago, year and a half ago. Why do I say red wiggler worms would take care of food waste, paper waste, cardboard waste? Well, The reason is just science. Because if you take one pound of red wiggler worms, they're going to eat a half a pound of food a day. And what do they eat? They eat the food that would go into your garbage pail. They eat cardboard and they eat paper. And what do they give you in return? They poop. You know, they poop. And there's nothing other than bat poop that's more fertile than than worm poop. Worm castings is what it's called. And bat guano is what that's called. But bats, you know, they're not going to eat your cardboard and your paper and the food that you're throwing into your garbage pail. Now, let's do a little visual on this, okay? If every single person in the country, that's right, the country, doesn't matter if you're in an apartment, really doesn't. You could give your worm poop to somebody that's not in an apartment, right? But if everyone had a worm bin, you know, I was not a verma composter. That's what it's called when you're composting with red wiggler worms. Because when I was in Walker Valley, I had chickens. You know, I I had other means of 
compostable materials and compost producing factories like, like the chickens. You know, you give them the scraps and they scratch and scratch and they poop and then they dig it right in. So I really didn't have that much enough waste. And I would make compost piles when I was um, urban farming. But here in Beaufort, I'm only farming on 600 square feet, right? And I'm the only person in the house. So what is a gal to do? She is to learn about red wigglers. And that's what I did. There's loads and loads of information on YouTube on red wiggler composting. And I will post in the show notes my most favorite site, the site that gave me the most information on my quest to have everything ideal for my red wigglers before they arrived. So this is what I had to do. I had to go to the store and I had to buy Rubbermaid tubs. Yep. You know, those blue tubs that you store things in with the lids. And I had to drill a series of holes and I had to stack these tubs. It was very simple, very inexpensive. You know, I have my power drill, my cordless, drilled the holes and made my worm bin. You could also buy, um, oh, you could buy it already made up, already set up, right? Now with, with worm composting, there is not really any smell. I read stories of college students having these vermicomposting bins, bins under their beds, in their dorms. Yep. And no one was the wiser. So what do you have to do? You have to shred paper. You have to shred cardboard. You have to make a nice little nest. Get everything ready. Your worms come. You put them in. You cover the lid. You let them settle down from their long trip by mail. Mine came from the Cranston Worms Worm Ladies in Cranston, Rhode Island. And they got caught in the post office for 10 days because of Hurricane Matthew. So when they arrived, they were really like dizzy, 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 you know. So I put them in there, let them settle in. Then I started to feed them by just putting material in and putting the lid on top of it. Now, as a novice wormer, I guess you call that, because vermicomposter is just too long. I'm going to call myself a comp and, um, um, intern wormer, a novice wormer. I would check on them. I would talk to them. I would ask them how they were all doing. And I have to tell you that that bin exploded. Not literally, folks. It did not literally explode. But it multiplied by, I have to say, a hundredfold in three months. I could not believe the amount of worm castings I was getting from these buggers and how they themselves had made God, babies, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, they're already checking their DNA for their, their archived history. That's how many of them there were. It was insane. So many that I wasn't producing enough for them to eat. So I started picking up coffee grounds at my local coffee shop because they love that. And that's in my waste stream. How many people out there is coffee grounds, not 
in their waste waste stream. I mean, God, isn't there a Dunkin' Donuts on every corner? Starbucks, coffee, coffee, coffee. God knows we are a coffee, a caffeinated country, right? So if all of us, every single household, every single apartment, every single person got themselves a thousand red wigglers, started a bin, then we would not be wasting 50% of our food. Then we would be, with the help of the worms, I mean, we're not doing it, honest to God. We're the, um, we're the coordinators. We're the one that's going to put the project together. But the worms are doing the work. And they're doing that work 24-7. And no taxes involved, no Social Security, no vacation pay, no, no nothing. I mean, you got to love it. I mean, you really got to love it. And then we put that back into our properties. And let's say you're in an apartment. Then you put that into four-inch pots and start sticking some garlic cloves in there. Grow yourself some green garlic. Yeah. Or the celery bottoms. You know, when you're done with the celery, put that those worm castings in a pot and stick the very end, the hiney side, the side where the roots, where it was connected to the earth, you put that in that pot and grow yourself another another bunch of celery. We need to look at waste. We are imbalanced, very, very imbalanced. And with all of the things that are happening right now, fires and floods, and we really have to change our we have to change our direction. We have to, we have to turn completely around and we have to do it now. We can't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow may never come, right? We want to change it now. And through these changes, I got to tell you, it brings you so much joy, man. Joy beyond your wildest dreams. It really is so, um, makes me so happy that I don't waste, that I'm conscious about that, that I am able to have solutions for others. Because for me, remember, my Uncle Mike, he was my godfather. Oh, he would wrap you in the back of the head. Did you put that in that cup? He's a real crab ass, you know? He'd get on you. He was the health official. He knew the real deal. He was the one that taught me about a lot of things. And go figure, my grandmother, now that's her son, right? All of my indoctrination for my grandmother came the moment I arrived on the planet, when I was born on her birthday. You know, all of these things. And this is, this is real wisdom. I mean, olive oil and honey, if you have a cough, cod liver oil, castor oil, I mean, red wine. These are things that we are, quote unquote, uncovering now. I don't know. It's been uncovered in my life for a long time. 
And I suppose that's why I really want this information to spread because I want everyone to feel how, how great I feel. Let's see, what time is it? It is 4.37 in the morning. I get up at 4 o'clock every morning like the Energizer Bunny. But I've got these connections. I've got all of these connections. I've got the connections with the earth beneath my feet. I have the intimate connection with all of my red wigglers. That's why I decided to do this podcast this morning because I just gave them a lovely, lovely, lovely uh, meal. We had a grand conversation about 20 minutes ago. So I said, gosh, get on there and tell everybody to get wigglers that they can call their own. I do hope I have encouraged you to at least look into it and experience it. If you have children, they'll go kooky for this, you know. The heck with the hamsters. Leave the hamsters home. Worms are where it's at, boy, because... We need fertilization. Look at the disasters we have, we are having on our planet. It's really tough and it's really great when we are able to come in with some wonderful, easy, simple solutions like a bag of red wigglers. Well, that's all for now. I want to thank all of you for listening. I'm going to ask you to uh, subscribe and download our podcast. And please send us some some remarks. Ask us some questions. And if you have anyone that you feel needs their voice heard, please send them to farmyard.com and have them fill out the guest podcast application form. And we will get them on iTunes, just like we are. Once again, I would like to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Your pledges keep a roof over our head, keep our platforms going, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And if you too would like to make a pledge, please go to patreon.com. We'll put that in the show notes as well. So I'm thinking about doing my next podcast about nature spirits. Yep. Honest to goodness gracious, they're alive and well in my life. And once again, I'd like them to be alive and well in all of your lives. So I will catch you on the flip side. And until then... Go farm your yard biodynamically with some red wigglers. Next on the Farm Yard Podcast, Milk Crate Farm with host Linda Borgie. This podcast is community supported. We thank everyone for tuning in and a special thank you goes out to all our Patreon supporters. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe and share. You can help support us through Farm Yard, all one word, on patreon.com.